0: Hey Mama, welcome to the Raw Mom Life Podcast, where we talk about the rawness of motherhood and marriage, from mental health to habits and everything in between, all with vulnerable talk to allow you the space to know you're not the only one. My name is Amber Wilford, Mama to three girls, just doing my best every day, even if my best looks different every day. Get ready to laugh and sometimes cry, but always with a good cup of coffee. Let's go. Hey mama, welcome back to another episode of the Raw Mom Life Podcast. I haven't talked about marriage for a while and if you follow me on Instagram, you know that my husband and I at the end of July had a little quick getaway, just a few days. We went out to the Black Hills and I feel like our marriage has been so on point these last probably like... I don't know, six or so months, like we kind of had a hard winter between his mental health and my mental health. And, uh, it just, it was a lot. Um, you go through seasons of marriage where it's ups and downs and I feel like we've really been on the upswing lately. And I'm going to just share some things about why I think that is. And I mentioned our trip because one of the things that I want to remind you when it comes to marriage is to laugh together. (laughs) And we, We did just that on our trip. We are the same type of travel people for the most part where we don't like to have any sort of agenda just kind of some like general ideas of what we want to do and we kind of on a whim decided to just hit up as many Stupid tourist attractions as we could while we were out there. If you've ever been out there, you will know that there are so many weird tourist attractions. And honestly, there's so many across the country and probably across the world. But we on uh, the way out there, stopped at a city just at like eight o'clock at night. We got a hotel room. We went and grabbed dinner, but it was in Mitchell, South Dakota where the world's largest corn palace is. And I was just making jokes like, yeah, of course we have to go stop there. Like my life's not complete if I haven't seen the corn palace. And then when you're on the way from Mitchell to the Black Hills area, there's constant billboards for wall drug, which if you've never been there is way incredibly overrated just like the dumbest thing it's just like a giant drugstore where you go buy knickknacks candies you can eat at their cafe like it's just it's so overrated in my opinion anyway and um so we were like oh, well that's on our way we might as well and then it just led into this whole thing. We stopped at the world's largest prairie dog. We stopped at we not not only did we stop at, we sought out this like bicycle sculpture thing. It was just kind of in the middle of nowhere, like it just made no sense and it was this sculpture made out of bicycles. It kind of from afar looked like a giant pile of bikes, but there were like tunnels you could walk through and there were just bikes everywhere it was just fascinating to me like we just anyway we laughed so much another a couple of things that we did on that trip that were just awesome uh, that was were really great for our marriage and just for us as a couple to feel rejuvenated was again continuing with like the laughing theme we asked each other a lot of questions we just googled you know Questions to ask your spouse to get to know each other deeper. We also just did like random questions. And so it was a mix of really just getting to know each other deeper and really stupid, funny ones. Like, (laughs) okay, on the way home, we had a straight nine and a half hour drive. We did a couple stops, like fill up with gas here, grab coffee there, pick up the kids, and then we got home. So, uh, we were just kind of keeping each other awake by asking these questions and I was driving at this point and the question was do you believe in ghosts and you're gonna laugh at how dumb my answer was but I said I want to say no but then I'm afraid I'm afraid that the ghosts will haunt me so I'm gonna say yes and like it was kind of a sarcastic thing but like We were like cry laughing over the answer because he was like so taken back by my answer. And we just, we had tears streaming down our face. And then probably 15 minutes later, he said, ghosts or ghouls. And I just looked at him quick. I'm like, that's not even a question. And he just like bust out laughing because he wanted to see if he could get me because then he was like, well, then the ghosts are going to haunt you if I had said ghouls. Anyway, just like silly little things like that. Um... It's just, it makes for good memories. And laughing together is just so healing and wonderful and fun. So make sure that you're laughing together. And then, I, you know, before I said one and two is that make sure you're just trying new adventures together. And a lot of times it leads to laughter, but trying new things can be really cool. It can be a total fail. <laughs> it absolutely can be a total fail. We had one experience while we were on the trip that was kind of both a total fail and really cool if you know what a um dang it what is it called I always forget it's like the hidden bar hold on gotta google it a speakeasy a speakeasy if you've never been to a speakeasy I was in the same boat as you about a month ago but but we knew of one that was in Rapid City where we were staying And so you kind of had to, it was a cool experience in that you kind of had to like dig up the number on Google. It wasn't super easy to find. And then you had to text them that you wanted to make a reservation. And then they texted me back and they got my information. And then this is what their text said. I'm just reading it. Oh, actually, I probably shouldn't read it because if you ever go. But they basically told me where the location was. And it was like, Literally in the back alley of a restaurant, you had to walk in the employee entrance, and then you walk down this hall, and you're like, "Am I even in the right place? Like, am I going to work here?" And then you're like, "Wait a minute, no, there's the safe door that they told me about." You give them a secret password, and then you're in this, like, really cool, 1920s, you know, style speakeasy that they had, you know, similar to the Prohibition area when area era when, um, alcoholic beverages were illegal. And so they had these, these speakeasies to still sell alcohol and have people drink. And anyway, so we went to this one and it was cool experience leading up to it, just very unique. And then we showed up and literally 40 minutes later, we still didn't have a drink. And then we were both like, okay, we're giving it a little bit longer, and then we're out of here. Because they weren't super busy. It just... There was no reason we hadn't had a drink at that point. But they had a whole cocktail menu, just, like, super unique. I mean, it like, dozens of drinks. And we were like, dang it. It's like, we really wanted to try out this place. So finally, finally, they get our drinks. They bring them over. And we were like, okay, we're just... We're going to just... The good thing about me and Clay is that when those experiences happen, we still just try to make the best of it because what's the point in like ruining your whole night over something like that? And so we just, I don't know, we just sat and had conversation and it was what it was and yeah, we were annoyed for sure, but we didn't let it ruin our night. So we get our drinks, we're almost done with these drinks and we're going to leave and lo and behold, they were like, oh we accidentally made extras of these drinks, the exact same ones that you guys ordered before, but now we're bringing them over a half hour later. It was, you know, whatever, just like claim, own it, right? Like just own, <laughs> you did not have the greatest service when we walked in, you're giving us a free beverage. That is a good way to turn it around. But, um, anyway, so we ended up like, it was a cool experience, kind of a failure, but cool. Anyway, uh, very unique to us because we'd never done that before we went and got a tour in a cave which was really cool we never he'd he's done it once but we've never done it together and that was neat just driving around he drove through needles highway which was fascinating and uh, just absolutely beautiful we <laughs> we went through the wildlife drive this is another point where we were just laughing our butts off and like it we had gone to the badlands national park on a rainy day. And so there weren't a ton of wildlife out for us to really even see. But then there was this area, he was like, "Oh, I think there's some some bison back here. We're going to go check it out." Sure enough, it was covered in bison. Like they were everywhere, they were in the middle of the street, like they were just everywhere. But we laughed so hard because if you didn't know, bison make the funniest sounds. Like I i took a video because i was just like dying laughing it's like a snort and he did a weird thing with his tongue i don't know it was really funny but just like just letting go of all of the cares and just like being present and laughing at dumb stuff and laughing together like oh it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to do so obviously just laughing is uh, incredibly wonderful for your marriage at least in my experience and then trying those new things just being open to what the other person likes because um, I wouldn't probably go be a pinball player on my own I probably wouldn't sit and play arcades but my husband loves to do it and and it's really led me to like playing them too. And so whenever we travel places, we seek out where are their pinballs, where is there an arcade? And there was a cool arcade out there that we went and checked out uh, and we had fun together doing that. But, you know, he there were a couple games there that I was like, I don't really want to play this, but I'm going to play it because like, I don't know, just embracing what the other person likes is a really cool thing too. So, you know, doing that with each other, just embracing what the other person likes and doing it once in a while. So my parents take the kids for a weekend every year and we kind of just decided to take advantage of that. Uh, And my kids and my parents do a lot of really fun stuff together that they look forward to. They make good memories. And so, yeah, Clay and I were like, we're going to take advantage of this time that we have together and not just sit at home and get projects done because that's boring. Life's too short for so many projects, right? Just doing something fun and and random once in a while is, is really cool. And so we just kind of looked around like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And I'd never been to the Black Hills really. And so, you know, being from South Dakota, he'd been there dozens of times in his life, but I don't know if dozens, that was, that was very exaggerated. That was a very Wilford thing to do. (laughs) The Wilfords like to uh, use hyperboles and just ex- exaggerate to an extreme. That was definitely an extreme. But he has been there a handful of times in his life. But anyway, that it would be a cool opportunity for us to go and do together. So I'm, I'm so glad we did. Just being super random and I don't know. It was great. We found a cute little Airbnb. We brought our bikes. We did a ton of biking together. So it was just, it was great. So, I'm sharing that my parents take the kids because that's that's helpful, right? Like in order to get away without the kids, you need to have help. And uh, the fact that my parents love to do this with my kids is very helpful for us. But also even just like random date nights, bike rides, uh, things that he and I do together without the kids, that connection time. I always talk about that, like how important it is to stay connected. It... Matters. And so if you can do a date swap or even just do that at home date night, it matters to have that quality time together. Okay, coming back, I just thought of another thing. You know, I said how you do what the other person likes, right? Like you don't always get to do what you want to do. And one place that we've always really kind of struggled is to find movies that we like. We don't spend a ton of time in front of the TV, as you know. But when we do want to watch a movie, we do just struggle to find a movie that we want to watch together. Well, it was it was July 4th, actually, and my kids were going to sleep over at the neighbor's house. And typically in the past, when they would sleep over at somebody's house, we would be like, okay, we got to take advantage of this. What are we going to do? We got to go do date night. And we had been together all day as a family, and we had done some fun stuff that day. And we kind of looked at each other like, should we just... Like, watch a movie? (laughs) And we struggled to pick one out, and so I kind of jokingly said Pride and Prejudice because I listened to Pride and Prejudice for the first time a few months ago, and I adored the book. I thought it was just absolutely lovely. And I've been wanting to watch both the movie and there was a 1990s TV series uh, on the book too. But anyway, kind of jokingly said Pride and Prejudice, and then we couldn't find anything that we really wanted. And he was like, well, do you want to watch Pride and Prejudice? That is not his cup of tea to watch a chick flick at all, Um, but he did it, and it meant a lot to me just that he would do that, like connect with me on something I like, and currently the TV series we're watching is also Pride and the Prejudice because my husband loves me so much, but um, yeah, just those little things matter when you connect with them. I will also say that we've just come so far in our communication, and when we have disagreements and arguments and whatever... In that we've made a new rule in the last, I don't know, was it year or something? And we're not perfect at it by any means. but So I I can't remember them exactly, honestly. But a couple of things that I always remember when we have a miscommunication, a disagreement, or whatever. Number one, we're on the same team. We need to come to a conclusion together, a way to move forward. It's not me versus him. Number two, I can't assume intent. I can't assume that he did something on purpose to tick me off, to make me feel not important, et cetera. And number three, acknowledging his feelings regardless of fact. If something that I did made him feel unimportant, he's allowed to tell me, you know, I want him to tell me how it made him feel. But it's not my place to just disregard his feelings on it. So instead of just brushing off his feelings, I'm saying to him, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. I can see where it would make you feel that way. Like, How do we move forward from here, right? Instead of getting super defensive, it just doesn't help. There was one time I remember a couple months ago, I don't even know if it was that long. Time flies, girls. <laughs> but I remember he had said something that had kind of annoyed him about something I did. I don't even remember details. But I just was like, oh, you're right. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry that that's the way it made you feel. That was not my intention. And I think he was kind of thrown like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I'm. it doesn't pay to sit here and be defensive. I hear you. It made you feel that way. That was not my intent. So, hear my apology. We'll move forward and like we figure out a solution for what it looks like in the future if that sort of situation arises again. So, you can use those rules in your own marriage too, because it's been so great for us to be able to have disagreements or bring up the fact that one of us hurt the other um, without getting into this like full-blown argument because again you're on the same team and there's no point in that coming to a conclusion a solution like how does this change in the future for us like how do we make this a better situation if the same thing arises so in that end as well that has been really great for us we have also been really trying to two things point out that the other person has done something well when it comes to feeling like your love language is depleted if you feel like that then you go to the other person and you basically say you suck at filling my love tank right now and obviously you don't use those words but like that's that's the message that can be received and we just, just really dislike having those conversations because it can just feel so hurtful on both ends and that's not the intention right and so we had changed the rules quote-unquote rules months and months ago about how instead of waiting till our love tank is depleted like really point out what the other person is doing well and this has not ever been a forte of Clay's like he is not a touchy-feely person he's not emotional we all know I am. And so it has taken him a lot of practice to just really remember that I need compliments, that I need to be lifted up, that all of those things. And he has worked really hard at it. And he will just now like randomly send me some text messages, just super sweet about things that I'm doing with the girls or other things that I'm doing in my life or just complimenting how sexy I am. Like it. Has just made such a difference for me. And I've also been putting in a lot more effort to be physical with him because his love language is physical touch and just in quality time. And so, really, just trying to hone in on those things and then compliment the other person. Like, he'll give me a compliment and I'll just say, you know, at some point, I'll, I've, I've told him multiple times, I've noticed that you've really been better and trying at words of affirmation for me and it means a lot like it, it it's noticed right it's good for them to hear that it, it that what they're doing is making a difference and he says the same thing to me about the physical touch and quality time so instead of waiting till things are bad just tell him if he's doing something well No, the other day I came into the kitchen, he had come home, I think it was this weekend, we were both kind of just getting little odds and ends things done around the house and whatever, and I came into the kitchen and he had put away the clean dishes from the dishwasher and hand washed all of the dishes, and I was just like, thanks for doing those, that's awesome. He thanks me for folding his laundry, like... Those things matter. Just being gratitude. And, and if your husband's not that way, just start it, right? See if you can rub off on him a little bit to see if, you know, he recognizes that you're doing it and maybe he'll do it too. So that's obviously not the intention of you doing it, but um, but it helps, right? It helps if you're both doing it and somebody's got to start it. Or just have a conversation about it. Like, hey, I heard about this idea and I think it'd be really great for us if we started to acknowledge the things we do for each other. Just kind of those like everyday things because it makes a difference. Especially in motherhood, like all of the mundane things that we do day in and day out that nobody even like cares about. Like, hey, thanks for meal planning this week. When was the last time somebody told you like, hey, thanks for unloading that dishwasher? Right? Right. Do it for him too, because he also thanks for working so hard for our family. I'm just, I'm just speaking from the the stay at home mom perspective, right? But he probably does work hard for your family just like you do, just maybe in different ways. And so, acknowledging that is really, really crucial. I hope this uh, brain dump on my marriage and why I feel like it's thriving lately has been really good for you. And I'm sure there's things that I'm missing too, because we just put in so much work in our marriage, and I know that you do too. But I always like to share what has been working for us and maybe some things that we've learned along the way so that it can help you too, because we're in it for the long haul. And I know some of you have been in, in your marriage for a lot of years and some of you are just starting out. And so I think you can take these tips no matter what stage of your marriage you're at, but I hope that they, they do help. And I hope that it just truly blesses your marriage because, uh, I always say when your marriage is on, it just makes everything else so much easier. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Raw Mom Life podcast. If you love anything you heard today, share it with some family or a friend who might resonate with it as well. I love to hang out on Instagram, so come find me over there for some more laughs and maybe a few tears as well, but always a good cup of coffee. Mama, I appreciate you and never forget, you are never alone.